the biggest questions that I get from people, and I'm sure you're not surprised by this, is how do you know that you're getting enough protein on a plant-based diet? Remember, a plant-based diet is a diet where the bulk of what we eat comes from whole plants, fruits, vegetables, whole grains, beans, nuts, and seeds. That's where the bulk of our diet comes from, whether you choose to eat 100% that way or just the majority that way. Uh, the question is always, are you getting enough protein? So today we're going to tackle how much protein do I actually need? Why would I get it from plants? And how could I do that? What are some great sources of plant-based protein? And how can I put those proteins and foods together to create balanced meals? There are certain categories of foods that our body needs for proper energy and proper organ functioning. Those we call macronutrients. So the, the main categories of macronutrients are carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. And our body needs all three of these. But for some reason, we've done a really good job in our culture of prioritizing protein. And for a really long time, protein was my number one priority too. I would look for products labeled high protein. That was always the thing I was worried about, including in every meal. And those high protein labels and high protein marketing are really pretty convincing when you are trying to improve your health or trying to change your body composition in some way. So I fell into that high protein trap for a really long time. And I found myself eating things often that didn't necessarily serve my body overall. So I might have been choking down hard-boiled eggs, but I wasn't enjoying them. They weren't making me feel satisfied. They didn't always agree with my stomach. So there were certain things that I was doing in the name of protein that I am happy to report I no longer have to do and no longer feel the need to do in the name of strength. Instead, we focus on balancing those three macronutrients in ways that feel good to our bodies. And I'm here to reassure you today that by focusing on balancing macronutrients and eating a variety of whole plant foods, you will meet your protein requirements. The National Academy of Medicine recommends that adults get a minimum of, I'm going to do a little bit of math, so are you ready? That adults get a minimum of 0.8 grams of protein for every kilogram of body weight per day. We do not measure in kilograms here, right? So I would say that it's just about seven grams of protein for every 20 pounds of body weight. And when we measure body weight here, we're talking about your happy weight, the weight that your body is comfortable in and healthy in, whatever that is for you. So if your happy weight here is about 140 pounds, we do a little bit, a little bit of math and we'd say 140 pounds divided by 20, or 20 pounds of body weight, is 7. 140 divided by 20 is 7, times 7 grams of protein for each 20 pounds. 7 times 7 is 49. So if your happy weight is somewhere around 140 pounds, you're looking to include roughly 50 grams of protein. If your happy weight is more like 200 pounds, that's where your body feels good and comfortable and strong. 200 pounds divided by 20 is 10. 10 times 7 grams is 70. So at 200 pounds, you are looking to aim for about 70 grams of protein per day. It's really easy to get there when you are eating whole foods and when you are prioritizing balanced plates. 
Another way to think about this is that about 10 to 35% of what you eat, of your daily calorie intake, could come from protein. And the breakdown on this, if you eat roughly 1,800 calories a day, would be anywhere from 45 grams of protein to 158 grams of protein. That's a huge range. I'll say that again, that on a typical diet for what I'm estimating as a healthy, moderately but not extremely active adult female, based off there, your range of protein intake could really be anywhere from 45 grams a day to 150 grams a day. And you would still be um, in what is considered a healthy range. So the emphasis we see a lot right now on macronutrients and macro balances and again, emphasizing protein is a little bit out of whack. What they're really finding is that percentage doesn't matter as much as the source of the protein does. The source of protein is what impacts our disease levels and our mortality rates, not necessarily if we're eating, you know, 15% or 20%. So that's why I emphasize getting most of our protein, if not all of it, from plants. Animal sources are definitely concentrated sources of complete proteins. This we know. But they can also be concentrated or condensed sources of calories, of saturated fat, of dietary cholesterol, of sodium. So when we say what matters is the source of the protein, we're thinking about like what other things is the protein packaged with. So when we eat protein from an animal source, it's packaged with protein, of course, but also with saturated fat, dietary cholesterol, sodium, etc. It may come from an animal that has been exposed to antibiotics or hormones or that just simply produce their own hormones because they're a living thing. And um, eating meats in excess or in certain cooking forms, things like that, is linked to cell oxidization. So inflammation of the cells because our cells are oxidizing can come from eating too much meat as your source of protein. And there's evidence that this can be a little bit stressful to some of our organs like the kidneys and the liver. So there are plenty of reasons to minimize animal protein in your diet while maximizing your plant sources. Again, when we talk about the way that protein is packaged with other things, you're not just eating protein, you're eating protein um, with the other nutrients or other things that surround it, you know, just like animal protein we packaged with saturated fat or cholesterol, plant sources of protein are packaged with fiber. They're packaged with high quantities of minerals like iron, potassium, zinc, magnesium, with a variety of vitamins, with antioxidants that reduce cellular inflammation and repair our cells. And Protein from plants is not found to cause any additional strain on our organs or our cells. So there really are a lot of benefits to maximizing um, our whole plant foods across the board, even when it comes to protein. Okay, so what plant foods then are rich in protein? Even if we're saying, you know, we don't need to prioritize that macronutrient above the others the way that we might have thought, we still need to eat enough, right? Our bodies still need to grow our muscles to protect our connective tissue, to repair our cells. Our bodies still need to do those things. So we still, of course, do need sufficient protein. How do we get that? Beans are going to become your best friend on a plant-based diet. 
So bean sources, um, like of course, black beans or chickpeas or kidney beans, but also things like um, anything from the soy family, tofu, tempeh, and edamame are very high in protein and soy is a complete protein. So you can eat lots of that. Lentils are a wonderful source of protein. Whole grains all contain proteins. So quinoa, but also whole grain bread or whole wheat pasta, brown rice, all have amounts of protein in them. Your nuts and seeds do. Um, Almonds and peanuts, sunflower seeds, all good sources of additional protein. And um, then you get into some more unique choices like seitan. Next week, I'm going to talk a little bit more about um, soy and some other high protein, high protein plant foods, but also things that often have misconceptions or myths surrounding them. So you definitely want to check back next week while I'll go into a few of those more specifically. But for now, I want you to think about the idea that you can put these whole plant foods together in a variety of com- combinations that are going to be really, really uh, rich in protein along with those other nutrients like complex carbohydrates, fiber, and healthy fats, vitamins, and minerals. Um, An example of this might be be to create uh, some sort of stir-fry. So we think about a traditional stir-fry that might have rice and veggies. Well, what if we swap out the rice for quinoa? Quinoa at one cup is about eight grams of protein. We could add in some tofu for another 10 grams of protein at half a cup. Then we could add in assorted vegetables, broccoli, carrots, and peppers. Those vegetables contain amounts of protein, some more than others, but all some. So altogether, a couple cups of veggie stir fry could come in at another 8 to 10 grams of protein. So when all said and done by making quinoa, tofu, and vegetables, you're hitting close to 30 grams of protein in one meal. See what I mean? How it's not as hard as you might think to put these things together in pretty simple combinations, but still be um, achieving more than what your minimum requirement probably really is. Okay, another example would be um, pasta. Most of you, when I say pasta, are going to think about carbohydrates. You're not thinking about protein, right? Let me show you how to make a protein-rich pasta dish. We're going to start by using whole wheat pasta. Instead of using any refined flour or refined white pastas, we're going to use the whole wheat pasta because the protein is going to be intact as well as the fiber. So a cup of whole wheat pasta, eight grams of protein. I'm going to toss in some chickpeas for probably another about eight. Most beans run at about eight grams of protein per half a cup. Then I'm going to add in, again, my variety mixed vegetables. So in with my pasta and chickpeas, I'm tossing in some green beans, bean sprouts, maybe another vegetable like some tomatoes, onions, mushrooms. All the veggies are going to add up at close to 10 as well if I'm eating a a few cups of them. You know, with whole plant foods, you have to eat in volume. That's how you're going to stay full. That's how you're going to get enough calories, right? Plant foods are low in calories. You need calories to live. So we're going to load up on them a little bit, but this meal also would come in at a little over 20 grams of protein for a veggie pasta dish, which traditionally our culture is looking at as a carb-heavy meal. So it's really important to remember and to keep in mind that our bodies need nutrients. They don't need particular foods. We've talked about this during the uh, Balanced Meals episode back in episode 7. 
And a lot of what I help clients do and what I help my one-to-one clients work on is learning to make balanced, nutritious meals and make them easily in the context of their own lives. When we're eating the bulk of our foods from whole plant foods and we're eating in balance, like I said, check out episode seven, but when we're eating in balance, I mean balancing our macronutrients with also the micronutrients. We're making sure we have enough calories, but also nutrient-dense foods that fill us up. When we're doing this in balance, then we can rest assured or eat assured, if you want to say, that we are serving our bodies well. And of course, if you want to talk through how to balance meals or if there might be something I can help you with when it comes to taking a look at if you're meeting your nutritional requirements or how to make these balanced meals easier, of course, go to bewellwithstaff.com slash work with me and you'll see the spot on there for free discovery calls. At any time, you can book a call and we can jump in and chat for a few minutes and see if this balancing meals and finding sufficient sufficient plant protein on a plant-based diet is something that I can help you with. I just encourage you to remember that your body needs nutrients. It doesn't need specific foods. You can find those nutrients in a full spectrum of whole plant foods. And remember, it really doesn't need to be complicated to be effective. Thank you so much for listening to Be Well with Steph, the podcast. When there are a million things that you could be doing, I appreciate your choosing to hang out here. And I am proud of you for continuing to work on your own wellness journey. I invite you to head over to BeWellWithStuff.com for the details from this episode, my blog, upcoming events, and lots of other resources. If you enjoyed today's show, I'd love to hear from you. I'm Be Well With Stuff everywhere you like to hang out on social media, so come on over and say hi. Until next time, my friends, be well.